Welcome to Buzzed with Brian. I am your host, Brian. We're going to talk about beer, the history, and drinking. All right, beer fans, welcome to this week's episode of Buzzed with Brian. We are back with a little style history. We are going to be featuring the shandy today. That's right. The temperatures are heating up, summer is full bore, and we are going to go over the shandy style. But first, today we are sponsored by the Party Barge. That's right, the good old pontoon boat. Get yourself out on the lake, enjoy a nice cold beverage or two, and just enjoy the beautiful summer days ahead. For today's episode, we have two beers lined up. That's right, we got a double feature this week. We are crossing the Wisconsin-Iowa border for the first time. That's right, we are going to Decor, Iowa with Toppling Goliath's Brewery, and we are featuring their Camp Shandy Shore. Say that five times fast. The second beer we have on today is also just near the Wisconsin-Iowa border in the southwestern part of the state. We have Potosi Brewing Company's the Steamboat Shandy. So, sit back, relax, and on to the show. I think we can all agree it's been a very warm start to the summer months here in the Midwest and probably most other places too. And we've all probably started to turn to more sessionable styles of beer, something that has a little more sweetness to it. So I think it's perfect that we're going to review the Shandy style today, right? And to start off some characteristics, the Shandy is usually four to four and a half percent. So like I said, very sessionable. It's going to have a pleasantly sweet and tangy uh, sensation to it, yet it keeps enough of the beer backbone to remain in balance. It's usually actually utilized with a lager or wheat-based ale that gives a light malty flavor and a crisp finish. So when you ask yourself, what exactly is that shandy though? So a shandy is going to be something that's a, you know, a 50-50 is the go-to thought, but it often depends on the, you know, eye of the beholder of how much do they want to incorporate into making a shandy? I mean, it could be a little bit more, it could be a little bit less. It doesn't have to be exactly a 50-50 mix, but that's typically the go-to. And traditionally speaking here, oddly enough, I think we all know shandies that are mixed with a lemon flavor, and I think both the beers we have on today are going to be more in the lemon variety. However, when we dive into the history here in just a second, the shandy is actually traditionally mixed with a ginger beer or ginger ale. So let's move on to the history and figure out just how did that come to be? Now, a lot of the styles that we have reviewed on the show, some of them have a cute, you know, little kitschy inception story and others are just kind of like, well, where did this style actually come from? Did anyone even bother to write about it? And this one is more the flatter than the former. Um, There's no cute inception story for the Shandy, but there's actually a lot of historical references to the word. So let's start off with that. What does the word Shandy mean? The word shandy is thought to be a shortened form of the word shandy gaff, which first started appearing in text in London in the mid-1800s. Now, okay, shandy gaff, Brian? What? I've never even heard of that. So what does that word mean? Gaff, the suffix part of that word, was thought to maybe be a derivative from ginger or half, but there are certainly many other uses for this word throughout time and in that time period as well, so it remains very unclear. Now, when we look at the word just shandy by itself without gaff in this time period, it was often being used to describe people who are wild, boisterous, or slightly crazy. So what exactly is going on here? So one of the earliest mentions of shandy gaff together was in 1842 in a British newspaper. That newspaper article said, ale and ginger beer, that's a curious mixture, end quote, which then there was a reply to that that said, quotations, 
It is a very common beverage, sir, particularly in warm weather. The drink in question is called by the name Shandy Gaff. So interesting enough, that's very explicit, right? We're talking about an ale mixed with ginger beer and calling it Shandy Gaff. If we fast forward a little bit, it's actually started apparently to gain in a popularity that we look at the Oxford English Dictionary in 1855, and the word Shandy Gaff makes an appearance and was eventually shortened to just Shandy in 1876. Another mentioning in between our British newspaper in 1842 and the official introduction into the Oxford Dictionary, famous author Charles Dickens in 1860 is quoted in one of his books by writing, No honest man drinks anything but Shandy Gaff in hot weather. And apparently this is not the only time he wrote about it, and it can be seen numerous times in his pieces of literature. Moving away from Great Britain, though, and even stranger, is the mention of a lager and lemonade drink combined and served by a ladle in Sevilla, Spain in 1870. Now, when I say strange here, it's not necessarily the mixture of beer and lemonade, but it's actually the mention of a lager in general in Spain at this time. It is thought to be a little on the early side for the lager style to have taken over Spain and for there to be a brewer there that's creating a lager styled beer and also mixing it with lemonade is maybe there's actually something going on here that the shandy style is more popular earlier than we ever thought. My last piece of historical evidence for today's episode brings us into the 20th century. In June of 1930, there is yet another British newspaper that was printed and it is cited for saying, quote, we hear very little nowadays of Shandy Gath, that fizzing concoction of beer and ginger beer which youths loved 40 years ago. So obviously there is something to this, and we can say that probably the Shandy style is derived from the UK, and it probably showed up in the mid-1800s, could have been sooner, probably was sooner. Ultimately, this is a tale as old as time. The curiosities of those who enjoy a tasty beverage will always let their inner mixologist out, and I think that's what we have here with the Shandy style. So whether it was originally called a shandy gaff and mixed with ginger ale or ginger beer or something else and it was mixed with a different type of other non-beer beverage, I don't think there's any wrong answer here, but that's what I have for today for the shandy style. And let's move on to these beers. All right, first we have Toppling Goliath. That's right. This is a lovely little brewery that was founded in 2009 in Decorah, Iowa. Decorah is nestled in the northeastern corner of Iowa. And I know what you're all saying. Oh, boy. Iowa, corn, pigs, flat. Come on, Brian. I'm not going to Decorah, Iowa. But let it be known that actually the northeastern corner of Iowa is very beautiful. There's plenty of bluffs, plenty of texture to the land. Now, we're not talking mountains. We're talking hills. But it's still very, very pretty. And nestled into this little valley, we have a wonderful brewery of Toppling Goliath. So when it started out in 2009, Clark and Barbara Louie were the ones that founded the brewery, the husband-wife duo, and they had tremendous success with homebrewing. They first opened up, they were actually the first place brewing beer in Decor, Iowa commercially, so that's kind of cool. Clark and Barbara had offers from Chicago, Wisconsin, Des Moines, but ultimately they wanted to follow their hearts and they settled in this small, charming town of Decorah, and they've become just a household name around there. So speaking of the name, the name Toppling Goliath is a leftover from Clark's former marketing and consulting firm. The firm folded. But alas, he kept it because he liked the name, and boy has that name been very successful for his brewery. It was a very modest start as they were only brewing a half gallon of beer a day back in 2009, but today they brew upwards of 31,000 gallons of beer. 
Um, they were also named 2021 the U.S. Beer Open Grand National Champions, being recognized for quality of its entire beer lineup. Not only that, but their individual beers have also continued to collect a lot of hardware for specific style entries in the U.S. National Beer Open for the past half dozen years. So with that, let's get into this delicious treat we have for today. All right, time to drink this beer today. We have first up the Camp Shandy Shore Lemon, as it says on the can here. And we are drinking out of a 16-ounce traditional pounder. This beer is weighing in at 4.8%, and the can is very inviting. I do like a lot of Toppling Goliath's artwork. Um, Sitting on the front of the can are two Adirondack chairs overlooking a wonderful lake with some beautiful pine trees in the background. And this beer just makes me think of summer and time spent up north up on the water and i think that's exactly what this beer can is trying to embody so looking forward to drinking it um, on the back of the can it does say sun on your skin fresh air and a crisp beer in hand camp shandy shore lemon beer is the perfect addition to all of your summer plans so without further ado let's get on to this pour All right, so as we were pouring out this beer, it is coming out a beautiful yellow color. Very inviting. I'm excited to get into a first sip here. Um, The clarity is brilliant at first, but actually as it's starting to settle more and some of the bubbles from the carbonation are coming up, there is a little bit of a slight cloudiness in there, which looking at the side of the can, it says sediment can be normal for this beer, so not a problem. The foam texture on the top, very thin white foam layer just kind of hanging out, and let's get our nose in for a little bit of a smell here. Mmm, yes, that is, that's nice. So that's got a very strong malt forward aroma, but almost with some smells of wheat and like fresh grass in there. But let me get one more smell. Yeah, once you work past all that malt, we start to get into that lemon juice background. So let's get into a sip. Mmm. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, one more. Yeah, real quick, we're gonna do one more. This beer is absolutely delightful. Holy smokes. <laughs> um, so the first sip, I get a very strong, like the lemon head candy forward flavor. That specific type of lemon, if you've had that before and if you know what I mean. Um, but there's a very brief kind of bright citric acid note that the lemon head texture is there. And then it's boom, citric acid. And then it kind of just fades away. And as it's fading away, it, it slips into that malt profile that you're getting on the nose. And the finish has got like this crisp, puckering finish that just kind of leaves your tongue wanting another sip. So I will have one more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be no problem finishing this one, folks. Um, it's got a medium body on the spear, actually. The, the grain bill really starts to create a strong presence here as I'm drinking more of it. But it's very smooth, and there's like almost a slight softness to the mouthfeel, which is making this beer very approachable. Uh, I mean, there's great balance here between the lemon and the malt profiles. And like I said, this is a very drinkable beer. It's very approachable. I think it's a great starter or introduction beer to someone that's like, I don't really know if I like beer, but I kind of like lemonade. (laughs) So we'll give them this. And as I said earlier with the can, you know, it's giving me vibes of being up north, being out in the water. And I think this would be a great boat beer and something to enjoy on a nice hot summer day near on water. So with that, I'm going to finish this beer and we'll move on to our next one. (laughs) 
Okay, our second brewery we have today is Potosi Brewing Company. This is one of the older breweries, not only in Wisconsin, but just in general in the entire U.S. They were founded in 1852 in good old Potosi, Wisconsin. Now you're saying, Brian, where the hell is Potosi? It is in the southwestern corner of the state. This is the Driftless region. So much like where Decorah is in Iowa, it is a very beautiful part of the state. Bluff country, the river, Mississippi Riverbed's right there. Very pretty. Um, indeed, fact, the Potosi actually is just off of the banks of the Mississippi River near that Iowa border, so it's in the very corner of the state. Potosi is just a small little village of around 650 people. So you're saying, how have they sustained having a brewery for so long if it's only a small little town? So part of that is there are deep aquifers surrounding the Potosi Hills and Valley that provide plenty of natural spring water to uphold the Potosi Brewery and give them good quality brewing water to create the stuff they want to make. Um, at one time, Potosi actually became the fifth largest brewery in Wisconsin, distributing coast to coast. Um, it even survived Prohibition, but really started to fall off the map and close their doors in 1972. Now we come to the 21st century in 2001. The Potosi Foundation acquired the former brewery property, and it underwent a lengthy $7.5 million renovation and was officially reopened in 2008. The Potosi Foundation is a great nonprofit. It has a mission to spur economic opportunity in and around their quaint little town. And the Potosi Brewery is definitely a huge part of the economic portion of that town. So getting that brewery back up and running, I think, has been awesome for them. Creating jobs, gearing tourism to the area, and also creating a lot of wonderful beers that people were missing out on for a good three decades there. In 2015, they even opened their new state-of-the-art production facility that included a 40-barrel brew house, a new kegging, bottling, and canning lines. The rotary canning system there can do up to 5,000 cans in an hour, so talk about output. Um, there also is a cold storage, including barrel-aged beer product storage. So Potosi, often people don't think of, oh, they do barrel-aged beers. They do. They do barrel-aged beers, but obviously today we're having something a little lighter, a little more refreshing. Um, and the brewery is also really neat. It has a great event space, both an outdoor beer garden and a very warm and cozy indoor brew pub that comes with a full service menu. Um, I've actually been out to the Potosi Brewery twice myself, and I would recommend it to anyone that's traveling towards that direction to make a stop at Potosi and have a couple of their beers and see the brewery. So with that, let's get on to this beer we have for today. All right, I have the Steamboat Shandy from Potosi in hand, and this beer is weighing in at 4.2%, so just a little bit less than the Toppling Goliath offering. And this beer is going to be enjoyed out of a 12-ounce can. The can is a very bright yellow. As the name implies, there is also a very large picture of a steamboat blazed on the front of this can, and it is a advertises a lemon shandy, slightly sweet, clearly refreshing. And we'll put that to the test. I think the steamboat part of this beer is obviously a nod to, like I said, Potosi sits right along the banks of the Mississippi River or near them. And there's great history there of both cargo and people moving up and down the Mississippi River throughout the history of our fine country here. So let's get on to this pour. Alright, so the pour on this one is coming out a very beautiful yellow golden color, so just slightly different compared to the first offering we had. Uh, the clarity on this one is definitively brilliant, even as the foam is settling here, um, you really can't, you can you can see right through this thing, there is no sediment in this one, unlike the Toppling Goliath beer. 
Um, and there's about the same, a little more carbonation on the pour, but it is, you know, settling out to about the same little thin layer of white foam just hanging out. So let's get in for a smell. Yeah, so the aroma on this one still a very strong grain bill, which I really like. I think that these shandy beers can sometimes get too juicy, too fruit forward, and the beer kind of is just an afterthought worth both of these so far. The beer is still seems to be very present, and I like that. A, a deeper smell, though. Yeah, not as much lemon, though. The, the Toppling Goliath Camp Shandy Shore, I got a lot more lemon. This one is more of just like a zest smell as opposed to that citric acid smell of lemon, but it's really subtle in the background, so I'm curious how this is going to sip. So we'll, we'll get into that. Mm. Okay. Oh, one more. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a really complex first sip. I'm like really having a hard time grasping this. It's it's a wild mixture of the grain bill and the lemon edition. It's like honestly like too well balanced and I'm having a hard time picking things out. So we'll get one more sip here. Hmm. Yeah, so neither is overpowering the other. It's really well balanced. Um, the lemon here seems more genuine coming from a mixture of zest and juice as opposed to the kind of lemon head candy flavor I described with the Toppling Goliath beer. And as I'm really drinking this, it's got a kind of a thicker mouthfeel, but with less presence of the body as it goes down. So it, does, it still sits in your stomach nice, but it's a really thick mouthfeel. It doesn't have that same softness the first beer had. Um, but the finish really has some lemon flavor lingering on my tongue. It's, it's like that's all I'm tasting now, and the grain bill just kind of disappeared. So one more sip here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a near-perfect balance. The drinkability is, I think this is a really easygoing beer. But actually, now that I'm having more of it, I do have a, I'm having a hard time with a thicker mouthfeel coming from this style. Um, and I think there's a little bit more building in my stomach and there's a little more sitting there. So I don't know if I'd want to have this one out near the water like I would the Camp Shandy Shore. But, I mean, put me in front of a hot grill on a summer day. I think this beer would be a great beer to have. So with that, let's get on to these ratings. All right, we have 025, as always. We'll capture the Camp Shandy Shore from Toppling Goliath first. That beer was exceptional. I really liked it. And for me personally, I do like my fruit a little bit on the tartar side versus the sweeter side. So having that kind of lemonhead candy flavor mixed with a really great balance of grain bill that was kind of separate from the flavor throughout the beer, really enjoyed it. And I think that's why I'm going to give the first beer, the Camp Shandy Shore, a strong 4.5 out of 5. Moving on to the Potosi Steamboat Shandy, I did like that beer. It had nearly a perfect balance between the fruit edition and the grain bill, which I think is very hard to accomplish. So that alone, well done Potosi on that end, and it's exceptional for the style. I, I want to make that clear that both of these beers are really great shandies, and I think you're going to be happy with either option depending on what you go with. But for me, I think that thicker mouthfeel that I was getting out of the Steamboat Shandy is going to knock it down a little bit, even though the balance was so perfect. So I'm going to give the Steamboat Shandy a 3.75 out of 5, and that'll be my review. All right, beer fans, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you find yourself at either of the breweries we talked about today or any of the breweries we reviewed in the past episodes, do tell them that, hey, Buzz with Brian is saying a lot of really nice things about you and your beer on the podcast, and you should give it a listen. 
Um, if you're trying to find the beers we had today out in the wild, though, Toppling Goliath, like I said, has continued to grow tremendously, and they do have a beer finder on their website, and they distribute to over 30 states, so you should not have any problems finding some of their more common products out in the wild. Potosi, on the other hand, a little more select. Um, even though they were distributing at one time, coast to coast, they now only distribute pretty much throughout the state of Wisconsin, into Iowa, and Illinois as well. So a little bit of a reach there, but not quite as far as Toppling Goliath. That wraps things up for today. If you want to give me a like, a follow, a subscribe, please, you know, take a moment to pause this podcast, hit those star buttons, and maybe even write me a review. I think that'd be really neat. If you want to follow me along on my social media, that's also very helpful. I will be posting a lot of content on there related to the podcast and other things, beer. And if you want to see any specific beer styles or any brewery on the episode or future episodes, write me in at buzzwithbrian at gmail.com. Now I can't wait to get back on the mic again soon here. Enjoy another beer with you all. Cheers, beers. Cheers.